Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas and the surrounding areas, people, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host Dennis Simpson as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Remax of Hot Springs Village. The award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007. Find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at one 800 364 9007 or online at explorehsv.com. Ike Eisenhower State Farm. Ike and his award-winning team have been serving the insurance needs of folks all around Hot Springs Village since 1998. Ike has qualified for State Farm's President's Club, Chairman's Circle, and Hot Springs Village Insurance Agent of the Year. Call Ike Eisenhower State Farm today at 501 984-4100. That's 501-984-4100. Find them online at IkeEisenhower.net. Call them today for all your insurance needs because, like a good neighbor, Ike Eisenhower State Farm is there. Hi, Dennis. Hey, Liz. see you. Doing great. What Uh, are we going to talk about today? Well, I thought we would look at an 1880s map of Marble Township that shows, you know, what was there then, but you can see it in connection to some focal points that you'll recognize, so you'll know where you are, and then zero in on a couple of people whose names are on the map, and that will lead us to some interesting information about churches in Marble Township. Now, most people would say, okay, Dennis, this is Hot Springs Village inside out. This is interesting. What on earth does Marble Township have to do with Hot Springs Village? Liz, why don't you tell us what Hot Springs Village has to do with Marble? Hot Springs Village is smack dab in the middle of Marble Township. (laughs) This is your township. You are living in today's Marble Township. If you wondered what was here before... Yeah. So, well, of course, today many people are unaware of the township divisions, but uh, it was perhaps more important in earlier days. But you are in Marble Township, which is the northeast corner of Garland County. It used to be twice as big. Half of it was in Saline County. But in 1873, when Garland County was formed, they locked Marble Township in two and half stayed in Saline County and half in Garland County, kind of like the village is half in Saline County and half in, in Garland County. And uh, one thing that Marble Township is famous for, and of course it includes Jesseville and the area around the village too, uh, is its nickname. It was called the Dark Corner. And that's just such an evocative, wonderful <laughs> nickname. You know, why would it be called the Dark Corner? <clears throat> we talked about that last time. Uh partly because it was isolated, hard to get to. The 
Uh, there wasn't a lot of industry. It was a lot of mostly uh, small subsistence farms. People were very independent. They There was some moonshining and stuff. They didn't like interference in a lot of what they were doing. And uh, it just got this reputation. You don't mess with the people from the dark corner. I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> Liz, uh, let, let me, let's try, for those of you that are watching, and, and I'll, I'll explain what we're looking at. We're looking at a map from the 1880s of the Marble Township, and this is hand-drawn and, and uh, probably not perfectly to scale, but trying to be. But there are a lot of elements on here, and I encourage those of you that, that are listening, or if you can go to YouTube.com and look for Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Um, <clears throat> one of the ones that just comes to me real quick is I see Beaudry. Because I know Beaudry and I know the old marble church and the Tally Cemetery and Green Cemetery and all that. I know where that is. It's basically just outside the Cortez Gate uh, here in Hot Springs Village. If you were at the Cortez Golf Course, which is about where the word. Okay, uh, I was going to say that's a little north of the golf course. Right, right, right. It, significantly, actually. It's a couple of miles, maybe. But but the north part of the village right there is right along the Saline River, that middle fork of the Saline River that kind of comes down and makes a V, right? Yes, and you can see Jesseville over to the right of the sort of the southwest corner of the township, mm -hmm. and uh, it it shows a lot of the water feeder features like Bushy Creek and Poison uh, Creek, Poison Creek, yeah, Poison Creek. Well, and, well, what was camp? What was Blakely Camp? I I know the Blakely name, but what was that in Jesseville? I don't remember. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going no, to have to. Okay. That's okay. Uh, yeah, lots of lots of famous cemeteries. Since this is an old map, this might have <clears throat> might have been a lumber camp mm. because there were a lot of temporary lumber camps around back in the day. Well, now the 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 national forest the 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 area north of this is clearly defined by the national forest, and west of this is actually defined by the national forest. But the national forest didn't come into creation until the 1900s. Is that right? Mm -hmm. That's correct. So all of this area would have been not wilderness, but pretty wild is my guess, right? Oh, oh yes. It was sparsely populated. Uh, the water features, of course, uh, were very important. There were three main, you know, rivers or creeks going through it. Most people had their farms in the, uh, or the best farms in the kind of flat land nearest that. And there were a lot of farms on kind of rocky, hilly land that people really struggled to make a living on. And what's neat about this map, too, is that it marks the old-time cemeteries and churches and schools because uh, there was civilization up there. <laughs> not a lot of it, not a lot of yeah. it, but there was yeah. some. Let, let me draw yeah. a, a point here. Just let me show something real quick. Just down by the word marble, uh -huh. just above that, there's Mill Creek. And yes. for a lot of our a lot of our residents, they'll go, well, that sounds familiar. Well, that's because Mill Creek is literally what I'm sitting on right now. This is Lake DeSoto, Lake Cortez, that goes down to the Mill Creek Sanitation Facility and goes back out to the Middle Fork of the Saline River eventually. Well, you are sitting on top of is that and is that the lake right behind you? Mm -hmm. That is, that is. Well, yeah. if you went if you got an you know, a scuba tank and dive down, you would find the remains of what I'm pointing to on the map here, White's Mill and Aiken's Post Office. Really? Yeah, there, uh, that lake is <coughs> covered up that spot. And those were very important back in the day in Marble Township. 
uh, Aiken's post office, of course. It was a general store and a post office. Everybody would gather there. And White's Mill was very important. In fact, you want me to show you a picture, Mr. White? If if you would, while you're doing that, let me ask another question. I'm going to multitask you here just for a second. Uh, So uh, how often would people like that, how often would they get postal service? I mean, did they get it once a week? Did they get it? I do not know. And it might depend on whether you're talking about the 1850s, 60s, 70s. Right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so I, I could not give you an accurate answer. Yeah, no, but I'm looking. All this is so fascinating. If if those of you, anybody who goes from Jesseville to the north gate of Cortez and comes that, quote, back way to come in, you know, from if they're taking their kids to Jesseville school and coming back, these this map is golden there's you know you could study this for hours but but show us what another photo of what that would look like if you have something else there okay i want to show you let's see now you're going to have to stop sharing that one to start sharing stop screen sharing yeah and i want to go back to zoom she is so good at this it's like somebody trained her no no that's not what i want (laughs) okay i want to get back to my little thing that i had the pictures well sure share screen oh there it is here he goes can you see him i can blow that up some liz you talked last time and i actually one of our other listeners was was talking about how fascinating it was how they they got around these are just a couple of mules and this is uh, who who are we looking at here uh, well, you know that you saw White's Mill on the map that's right. under Lake Cortez now. Yeah. This is Mr. White, T.N. White, also known as Old Newt White. And he was a very well-known big personality back in Marble Township. This is taken around, oh, between 1905 and 1908, I think. And uh, he's there with his fourth wife. He was married four times. The first two died. The third one, he saw an advertisement a lady from Tennessee had put in the paper looking for a husband, and he wrote to her, and she came here and married him, and that didn't last very long. And then he married this fourth wife that you see in the picture, and altogether he had 15 children, and you see the one, two, three, four, five that he has with his fourth wife here. And, you know, that wasn't untypical. Really? Uh, you see a lot of people who have multiple marriages because their spouses kept dying on them back in the day, particularly the women. Uh, well, childbirth was extremely dangerous. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't yes. mean to. Yeah, childbirth was extremely dangerous. You didn't know. And and there wasn't quite a, quite a thing as birth control in those days. No, no. And, and I think a lot of women work themselves to death, too. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, but uh, Mr. White came uh, to Arkansas in 1846. He'd been born in 1829, and he settled on the middle fork of the Saline there. And uh, he had uh, his mill there where he grained flour, and it was known as White's Dead Level Best, which I love that name. That was the name of the flour? uh Uh-huh, White's Dead Level Best. And he was was a character. Um, He... uh, disagreed with lots of the politics or religion of the day uh, and loved to argue with people. 
one time we have a, a wonderful history of Marble Township that was written in 1908 by a man named William Asa Talley. And he said that uh, every individual in Garland County is familiar with the name and person of Mr. T.N. White, Marble's religious and political target, because everybody, <laughs> you know, would argue, argue <laughs> with him. Uh, <clears throat> he he was he was an interesting fellow. He uh, during the Civil War he joined the Southern Army, but against his will. It was one of those cases where uh, you know some Northern guys would would come up, as, or Southern guys would come up, and there's a young man there and say, "Well, who are you joining up with?" And there are these guys with guns, and you join up with them. Yeah, and uh, Mr. Tal uh, Mr. Talley says that uh, White actually had Northern sentiments. He was a, quote, uncompromising union man when he enlisted, you know, which he had to do, mm -hmm. and expressed himself unreservedly for which he was threatened to be hanged. But, and he said he joined the army to save his life, but he never shrunk from duty in camp on the march or in battle and was in every battle that the uh, Arkansas Third uh, Cavalry fought. So that's really interesting, you know, an unwilling recruit, but he serves faithfully in the army that he doesn't agree with. But uh, he came home, of course, and became uh, Miller. He was the magistrate of the area. He was he was involved in everything. But he did have uh, a lot of. Uh, uh, well, Tally says he fought the popular religion and politics of the day. But most oh. people, uh, you know, um, had more traditional politics. Yeah, no, and and I'm in my mind. I'm just trying to imagine uh, in a in a very small, very very small, very very isolated. I mean, you know, secluded area. It would be hard to make sure that you had your own independent thoughts and ideas simply because. You know, you wouldn't have many friends, if you get what I mean, or you wouldn't have many associates that wanted to discuss it with you, right? Yeah. Uh, churches were very important centers for discussion, for socializing, for debating everything. And of course, that was the entertainment of the time. No TV, no internet, no radio. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that was what you did. I want to show you that well, map again. While you're doing that, I'm going to recap for our last listeners that you talked about how the churches, that they would show up on Saturday. That, you know, yeah. in some of these and, areas, and Marvel, I want to, I want to get back to Marvel Church, which is one he spoke at sometimes, sometimes some political things. Okay, I need oh, Mr. To, White did. Yeah, I oh, he was popular, wasn't he? Screen share. Yeah, how you have I, to. How do I get back to screen back on the Zoom at the bottom of your Zoom? Uh, there's the share. Okay, that's okay. Okay, now if you go to the north in this, there's Beaudry. Right. And nobody knows why it was named Beaudry, why it was later named Marble. Uh, Beaudry also later had a post office and a lot of mail to people around here was addressed to Beaudry. Well, and there you see Old Marble Church. Well, that was established in 1848. So it is a very early church. It was established by 17 people. Uh, uh, first, they met in somebody's home, and later they had various church houses. Uh, 
uh, an arsonist burned down one in 1919 and another one in 1921. So there was just this succession of churches. There's still an old marble church there. Uh-huh. And they, uh, and until fair, I don't know what COVID did to it and if they've done it since then, but they traditionally in May would have a homecoming uh, celebration every May. That was very, very popular. But you, uh, uh, that's still there today, uh, a pretty white frame church. Well, and let me interrupt. A couple of cemeteries. Let, let me interrupt for just one second while you're getting that ready. But, you know, I mentioned last time that my, my wife's great grandfather was from Buckville, which is way northwest of this. Oh. And, and that, you know, they he, the homecoming, he would come to Marble because this was one of the homecoming areas. But, you know, it would be a two day travel. You know, they would show up on a Saturday to start the search service. What would that weekend be like? Well, they did that at Marble Church. They'd arrive maybe on, on Friday, some of them. They'd come from as far as 30 miles away. They'd come in their wagons. And on Saturdays, they would have services and also church business meetings. You know, everybody would bring food, uh, like a giant potluck. They would do that all day Saturday. Then they'd just camp out there Saturday night. They'd have a service early Sunday morning, and everybody would start for home so they could get back to work on the farm on Monday morning. So it was, now, a, it was a weekend thing, and it was a big social occasion. And on a bad day, on a bad day, 30 miles could take me 45 minutes, maybe an hour. 30 miles on a mule, 30 miles on a on a buckboard. Is going to be 10 to 12 hours, right? At least, I would think. At least, yeah. Wow, wow, what an amazing. And so the churches, and in my mind, I'm trying to, like, Aiken's post office. I don't see another post office on this map, right? Well, there was a post office at Beaudry. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, it kind of moved from there to Beaudry, I believe. And, uh, and of course, at first, people would come to the post office to pick up your mail. They weren't delivering it up to all these isolated farmsteads. The uh, early church founders, some of them were real interesting people. Mr. Uh, Sharp Glenn was, <clears throat> was the main guy behind that. He got here in 1838. Anderson Cunningham was the first deacon, was one of the few slave owners in the area, and at least two of his slaves are buried in Tally Cemetery. That was unusual. Um, so say that again. Lives. Say that again. I'm sorry. What? So 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 you said he he had slaves, and the slaves were buried in the Tally Cemetery. At least at least two of his slaves are buried in Tally Cemetery. Unbelievable. Yeah. The, the, I, I guess in my mind, I think of of plantation owners and more wealth and and then simply the poor white that lived in super rural areas like this. I would never have imagined having slaves in that area, right? It wasn't very common. Huh. First of all, the economy just didn't support that. Sure. Uh, very, very uncommon. Although there's one guy we can talk about next time we do. That's another story that's interesting <laughs> about that. Uh, there was a man well, actually, that one of the founding members in 1858 was a man named Aaron Bolt, and it is said he ordained the first black man to the ministry in Arkansas, a man named, a slave named Wilson Brown, in 1853, and I've tried to research that, and I cannot pin that down, but I'm I'm still looking. 
But my favorite founder is a man named James Cobb, who was the second pastor at Marble and came here in um, about 1844. And he was the pastor for a while, but something went wrong. Uh, they excluded him from the church in 1861. And that was an old fashioned term for meaning they kicked you out of the church if they excluded you. He got kicked out in 1861 for wishing Melinda Glenn dead and in hell. <laughs> he also suddenly called all Baptist swindlers and left the ministry entirely. So there's the interesting, interesting characters. And I have a picture here. If give me a second. Sure. I, and just let me mm. note something while you're doing that. <clears throat> I, I I think we've lost something when we don't know the history of these older stories like that. What uh, all Baptists are swindlers. This is, oh my Lord. That's, that's oh. truly classic. That's truly classic. And I'm trying to imagine um, some people grabbing some scuba gear and going to the bottom of Lake Cortez to find White's Mills remains. I would Mm, I'd pay to see that. That'd be nice. That'd be very, very nice. Liz, okay. as always, and I know we're wrapping up here for this particular one, but oh, my goodness, dear, you are fascinating. Oh, well, oh, my goodness. I don't know what happened, but I'd love to show you a picture here of a baptism, an early baptism uh -huh. in the river. Well, scroll up to the top and hit the stop, uh, the, uh, stop sharing. Oh, there you go. Okay, you can you see that? Yeah, I did. No, now I need you to share it again. We unshared that one. So we need to come back in and share this one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Are you seeing it? Oh, boy. Zoom in on that, would you? Mm-hmm. Now, where would this be? Do you know? This This is an old marble church baptism along Middle Fork of Saline or something. Uh, we don't know the exact spot, but it's an old marble baptism. And... Uh, one of the uh, preachers in the late 1800s, early 1900s, was a man named Steve Ragsdale, actually J.R. Ragsdale. His farm is on that map you saw. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mr. Talley described one of his baptisms. He, he, th he thought Mr. Ragsdale was a good preacher. And he said, many sin-sick souls have Steve and the Lord brought through, and it cannot be said that Steve did not do his part in that transaction. When the sacred duty of baptism is entrusted to Steve, he performs that duty in an up-to-date manner. He takes them in waist deep, says a different ceremony to each individual, and plunges them to the bottom. If a genteel good ducking is essential to salvation, then his subjects shall never be found wanting. <laughs> well, I, and, and this is my naivete and my bias, I guess. Number one, what, what roughly what year do you think this was taken? Uh, early 1900s. Okay, so in 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 my mind, and I'm trying to, and you've done a wonderful job of helping us understand this. Number one, getting food and and supplies back and forth was a two day event, a day and a half event, back and forth from Hot Springs or whatever. Much less getting a photographer to come to a, a the other side of the of the river, obviously, uh -huh. and take this picture. And this was a big doings. I mean, this was big doings. This he didn't take 20 other pictures that day and five selfies. He took this one and a couple more probably. Mm -hmm. uh, Unbelievable. It is. And the the people are just 
amazing, you know, and you see the kids and the the old fellows with the beards. And of course it was raining. They're, they're using umbrellas, but, yeah. uh, and I just wonder if one of these people is uh <clears throat> preacher Ragsdale, that would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. Wouldn't that be? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's the old bearded guy. Maybe that's it. Yeah. It might be him. So, so apparently a good Duncan does not suffice. You need a thorough Duncan is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yes. In a, and, in a modern way. Yes. Yes. So, and they probably waited till, you know, there's several people wanting to be baptized and everybody would get together and it would be a wonderful, wonderful celebration and get together. I'm, I'm you, you've got me stunned again, Liz. At, well, unfortunately we've got to wrap up. Will you come back again, Liz? Of course I will. <laughs> we'll we'll take I you will. again and again and again. And, and, and I, I just love all you people up there living in the dark corner today. We love living in our darkness, too. I think that's what it is. But you were talking <laughs> about people that were headstrong. And uh, uh, I thought I heard contrarian when you were speaking of, of the uh, Mr. White. And yes. I thought. Yes. You know, headstrong, contrarian, don't agree with everybody about everything, maybe see the world a little differently. I don't think much has changed in 150 years. <laughs> <laughs> Not much. But the, uh, the flip side of that was, you know, how much they helped each other. That's They, they have to. They, they have to. always helped each other. You know, Liz, I, I and I can't, I've got an issue coming up that I, I can't discuss yet, but I want to talk later about. But I, I want to make note, in a smaller community like this, even the village, you can't afford to cuss every neighbor because you're going to need them someday. Yes. And in this way, you know, these were people that, <clears throat> how shall I say this? In today's society, we think we have the freedom and the liberty to disagree with you, cuss you, and just walk our own way. No, we have to work it out. We're eventually, somebody, we're going to have to, I'm going to have to see your viewpoint. You're going to have to do my viewpoint. We're going to have to be able, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm thinking I'm seeing here in these pictures, there are colored people at this church in these pictures, if I'm not mistaken. There are some darker skinned people. Think about what that meant at that time. If I am, am I mistaken? I do not know. I don't know if it's the photography or, but in the back row there, there definitely looks like there are a couple mm -hmm. of, a black child, a black lady, uh, and my point being, that's, though, that's you, fascinating. You, you had to get along. You had to get along. Mm -hmm. Wow. Liz, as always, oh, I'm, I've been so remiss. Liz Robinson, the Garland County Historical Society. I'm coming to you for WPA and CCC information okay. soon. And, uh, people can go to our website and learn more about the program we're giving on March 21st, or if they want to join or donate and help us do our work, we'd be and, very appreciative. And and tell me once more where I can find your website at, Liz. Just garlandcountyhistoricalsociety.com. As always, Liz, it's a pleasure. We'll see you next time for Hot Springs Village okay. Inside Thank Out. You, Thanks, Liz. Thanks for watching and listening to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast starring Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com.